Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Borg. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Tonight, where burdens are lifted, and and I tell you, that means that means the world. Uh, we we sometimes magnify things like physical healings, and and thank God because they're great to, you know, they're wonderful. But sometimes uh, individuals' problems more often are internal. They're in the emotional realm, and they're in that burdensome realm. And I tell you, if that's what's going on, that's sometimes a greater need uh, than some of the physical stuff. And, and ultimately, you know this, that a lot of times physical uh, abnormalities and problems are a result of what's going on internally uh, in your mind and in your emotions. And so I love it when the Lord works on us inwardly. And I, I don't consider that any less than uh, some outward manifestation of healing. You know, Jesus said he was not only anointed to, uh, uh, for the blind to see and, and so forth, uh, but also for to heal the brokenhearted. Remember that when he said that? And he quoted Isaiah the prophet who spoke concerning him that the anointing was designed not just to heal outward conditions, but also to heal inward conditions. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so thank God for his presence. Thank God for his anointing. It's all over us. Now, if you've been out in the, in the hallway or anything, you can't sit on the wing. You have to come and sit in the middle. No, you can't have your jacket. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is middle. This is middle night. <laughs> She's been. Oh no! What, what are you doing? Well, we got one, two, three, four people breaking the law. The, the, it, it's just amazing. That's why we do a Bible school class on that. If we could get them to go through, then, uh, then they'll know. Uh, see that? See that? The, the ble- blessing of the Lord's on her. <laughs> see how God dealt with her there and she obeyed? See, that's yieldedness there. And we know God will do a work in her life. Amen. Father, we're so thankful tonight for what you're doing in our midst. I thank you for the glorious presence of the Almighty One. You are faithful. Lord, we count you faithful. We count you faithful. We don't count the things of this world to have any power or any authority or any dominion over us. But we count you faithful to your word. You watch over your word to perform it. And Lord, I honor you today. We honor you and bless you. And I thank you for moving in the lives of individuals. I thank, you for, I thank you for hearts being healed, being set free. Uh, even the physical heart is affected in this, in this context and in this atmosphere tonight. Physical heart. If you've been having problems in your physical heart, I don't know if that's connected to emotional issues. It could be. I don't need to be the diagnoser of that. But in your physical heart, the Spirit of God is touching that tonight too. Amen. If that's you, put your hand there. In Jesus' name, I command the heart, the physical heart, to function perfectly, to beat properly, to have good blood flow, to, to be healed and, and made normal and made right and made strong, even, to, even youth to be renewed and strength to come back into the heart. 
in Jesus, wow, there it is, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the, the anointing of your spirit that goes out and manifests in these. Praise God. All the glory, all the praise be to you. Thank you, Lord, that it's done. We count you faithful, faithful to your promise. Every day, every time, all the time, every day, all the time, all the glory be to you. All the praise be to you. Thank you, Lord. You're a good, good God. Good, good God. Good God. Good God. Amen. Amen. I know that every step that we take toward the Lord is a step toward life, is a step toward a better life, it is a step toward um, more of God's life in our life. It's, it's a step toward victory. Every step away from God is also then a step away from our answer, away from help, away from life, away from victory. When we're making choices each and every day as to what to do and, and all these types of things, uh, we're making a choice to go towards or, or away from. And uh, it's amazing that that would even be complicated, but sometimes when you put it that simple, we know. Make the right decision. Make the right choice. Choose righteousness. Choose life. Choose the Lord's way. If you have a choice to draw near to Him or to do your own thing, draw near to the world, uh, should be obvious. You know, not throwing stones. I mean, we've all probably made some poor decisions and, and, and done things that did not help our lives at all. In fact, they made, it made them worse. But we do have this opportunity every day to draw near to God or to not. And we're told in Scripture to do so. Draw near to Him with a heart, a full heart of assurance. And, uh, and, 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 and as we do that, life does get better. Amen. I mean, uh, again, we're, we're walking towards the light not away from it we're walking towards life and towards answers and towards victory not away from it amen and, and it's beneficial to know the character and nature of God uh, when you I mean in a general overall sense when you know that God is for you and not against you when you know his will for you is good and not evil you know Mac quoted Jeremiah twenty nine eleven the other day in, in service, his, meaning his, he has thoughts, he has plans that are uh, for our good, for our benefit, to give us a future and a hope. And his plans are not uh, that our life would be diminished in any way. Yeah, when you know that about him, you when you know his great love for you, and you know that he wants good things for you in your life, then what? Well, it sure makes the decision to do life his way a lot easier. Because I'm going towards a better future or I'm going away from it. Okay. If you're uncertain of God's plan or desire, if you think, you know, I might serve God and he might break my leg. <laughs> well, I'm kind of, I don't know about you. I'm kind of hesitant to go towards him. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you've ever had a friend or supposed friend <laughs> uh, or someone that way that every time you got around them, you'd ever, you didn't know if they were going to be nice to you or if they were going to, you know harm you in some way well how many know you're walking with trepidation you know you're you're walking on ice you're like i don't know what's it gonna be like today our father is not that way you never go and think oh great i hope he's in a good mood today because sometimes he's super cool <laughs> and sometimes he just knock you down no he won't no he no he won't Every time we go before Him, you get a warm embrace. 
every time you come. Even the prodigal son, remember him? The story Jesus told about the son who took his inheritance and went off into riotous living and wasted all that he had. And finally when he, you know, when he came to himself and he, he had ruined his life and wasted all his father's funds and he came uh, decided to go back home and at least I'd be as good as one you know I had to be like one of the servants in my father's house but at least I'd have somewhere to stay and something to eat and what happened was his father uh, ticked off when he got there no his father was waiting there for him he said I've been waiting for you to come home I've been wanting you back and so we, we learn from that, even when we blow it and we suffer as a result of our, our own poor decisions, our father's still not there waiting, waiting to smack us. Huh? Our father is saying, I'm sure glad you're back. The moment we turn back to him, we're once again embraced and accepted. You know, throws the coat and the ring on and throws a party for you. Hallelujah. And, uh, and so this is the way our God is. Amen. Turn if you have your Bible. Let me just share a few things. I, you know, these these nights uh, just go any uh, any direction that the Spirit of God leads us. You know, kind of on the on the spot. And so, uh, I'm totally open to not teaching at all. I'm open to teaching. I'm open to you know doing whatever, laying hands on the sick or just prophesying. And uh, I don't care. You know, where we sit here and enjoy the presence of God. Um, uh, however, I do want to share this. We'll see where it goes. So to look at Mark chapter 3. Okay, let me, let me give you this verse. Mark chapter 3. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In, in, the, th- in the third chapter of Mark, uh, this is an interesting s- statement. Uh, read over here, verse 13, Mark three thirteen, And he went up on the mountains... And, and called to him those he himself wanted, and they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they uh, might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach. Uh, of course, then, you know, he appointed twelve. That's where we got the original twelve disciples, apostles. Uh, if I could sum up, our lives, God's plan for our lives. If I could reduce everything down to really simple, I think this verse does it. This verse does it. What did the Lord call them to do? The ones He wanted, He called them. And it says, He called them, He appointed them that number one, they might be with Him. And number two, He might send them out to preach. Here's God's plan for your life. It's the same for me. Okay? It's God's plan for my life, God's plan for your life. He first of all wants you to be with him. And then secondly, he wants you to tell other people about him. Okay? If we could boil it all down and just make it real simple, real clear. Uh here's obviously one of the things we could get wrong and sometimes do is we flip this around or even leave number 1 out. And we think, well, God just wants me to work. God just wants me to do something for Him. It's all about my, my action. It's all about my obedience, my performance, my, my doing something. My, you know. Uh, but no, I, I like the way He said this. I mean, I like it. He said it, so it's right whether I like it or not. Uh, but but, but I, I see something there. Foremost priority for the Lord 
And the reason He called you, the reason He appointed me, right, foremost, first and foremost, is just to be with Him. It's not more complicated than that. Say, I'm saved. What am I supposed to do now? Be with God. Well, what do you mean be with God? Enjoy. No requirements. Just be in His presence. Just enjoy the fact that He now lives in you. He now wants to spend time with you and talk to you and and bless you. And just being with Him, there is so much great value in that and that alone. What do I need to do? Just be with the Lord. I mean, if you had to boil it down to one, we would certainly start with number one. Wouldn't we start with number one and not number two? Take the first step before you take the second step. You might trip. And if we were to go down to one, you're a Christian now, what, what, what do you do? I spend time with God. Yeah. Now, certainly he wouldn't uh, want people to spend time with him if that were not enjoyable, valuable, beneficial. And it's one of the most beneficial, valuable, enjoyable things a person could ever experience. Just being with God. Yeah. So, Lord, what do you want me to do? Just be with me. Stop trying. Stop putting the, take the pressure off. You know, uh, have you ever done that? I mean, I've done that. Man, I've got to do something. No, just need to be with Him. And if I go into trying to do something for God without or before just being with God, I'm not going to do a very good job because I'm misrepresenting Him. Because then I'm going to present the Lord to everybody else like, like this. Okay, if you want to have a relationship with God, you want to be saved, you really want to do His will, get to work. I'm going to present Him that way, and then I've flipped it upside down for them, and now they're completely in performance mode in their life. I think to have a relationship with God means just do something. No, it just means enjoy your life. Be blessed. Amen. And in God's presence is Blessing, blessing and, and love. We could say it this way. Live in love. Live in the love of God. Live in a place where uh, we allow Him to just lavish us with His love and embrace us and show us kindness and show us goodness. He wants to do that. Yeah. And then from that place, out of that place, now tell someone else about it. Yeah. But not from a different place. Not from a place of, uh, you know, obligation, but from a place of presence. Then tell someone else. Works way better. Way better. Yeah. If it's the other way around, how many know you can become almost like a Pharisee? You know, they were very religious and duty, 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 do everything right. And and they had all these things right. But what did they lack? Well, they lacked that personal relationship. You know, Jesus told them one day, you search the scriptures looking for eternal life, and the scriptures are talking about me, and I'm standing right before you, and you don't even know it. See, I don't want to be that person. Praise God. Now, now look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. If then, the simplified version of our entire lives and the will of God for our lives is simply to be with Him 
and then to tell the Lord about him. If I were to draw that on a line and say, this is the plan of God for my life. I'm going to be with him and then I'm going to tell others about him. And I'm going to be with him constantly. And then within the mix of that, I'm going to tell others about him. And that's the, that, 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 that's the fullness. Well, uh, the Lord will do everything in his, that he can do in, in how his kingdom works to keep me on that line. To keep me walking that direction. Toward him toward light, his will, his way, this, this plan, what would the enemy be doing? Well, that'd be just the opposite. The enemy, meaning the devil, meaning demonic things, temptation, the flesh, the world, all this kind of stuff, would be designed specifically then with a specific focus to get me off of that. Okay? So you see one of the primary strategies of the enemy against our lives, what, what would it be? Number one, to keep me from being with him. Yeah, the first thing, a per- person who backslides, you know what they lose first? Their time with God. Their time with God goes, down, go, goes out. Or it gets switched into something more legalistic or religious, but it's not just enjoying presence and relationship and saying, Lord, you love me, and I'm huh, so thankful for that. That's what goes. So keep your focus on that. Keep your attention. The enemy wants to get you off of that simple path, but we're just going to stay on it constantly every day of my life. How many know you can work for God very hard and appear very faithful and everything else on the outside, but most of the time people don't know if, you, if you're missing that. They don't know what's happening behind the scenes. And again, sometimes someone could have a good front on the outside, but they lack that inner relationship with the Lord. And usually that's not known for a while. Eventually it will be known. What you do in secret will be made known. It will come out. It'll show, it'll show up. It'll manifest. Uh, but in the near term, it won't. Who knows? Well, you know. And God knows. But again, I just want to encourage you. That's when I, whenever I see the Lord tell me to do something, I know without having to, I don't have a relationship with the devil. I don't know his voice, but I can do the math. The Lord tells me to do one thing. The enemy is trying to get me to do the opposite. Trying to get me to ignore that, to uh, you know, diminish it or, or you know, lightly esteem that to where it's not very important. Spend time with him. There's a call upon your life. He has called you. He has appointed you to be with him. So be with him. Don't let anything steal. Be with him. Amen. And so the enemy wants to get me off that. And then, of course, he wants, after that, if I'm being with the Lord, the enemy wants to get me to shut up. Don't tell anyone else about this. Why? Because you, you get with him, good things happen. They do. There's a demonstration of that even here tonight. I mean, that's frequent. What did we do? Well, we just sang. We honored him. We worshiped him. We put our thoughts on him, our mind on him. We glorified him. And then he began to move. That's normal. He is not unresponsive. He, I mean, things happen. Burdens are lifted. Yokes are, 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 are destroyed. Bondages are removed from people just from being in His presence. It is, it is a very healthy thing to do. Yeah. Huh? Have you ever been in a, in, you know, in a big city? Or, you know, been in Southern California? You know where you can see the air? I don't think it's supposed to be that way. 
<laughs> you know, it's a bit where, the, where there's more smog. In fact, we get it, the inversion here in the summer some too. But, uh, you know, when you get thinking about it, you're breathing the smog all the time. I mean, you get used to it and you don't think about it, but fresh air sure sounds good. You know, to get up on a mountain and get above it, to get out of there and just breathe in the fresh air, it's a very healthy thing to, for, your, for your life. It's so very healthy to spend time with God. It's so very healthy for you to worship Him. It's good for your relationship. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. It has tremendous... Just like the opposite is true, medical profession has, has proven it out that, that uh, most diseases and problems are emotionally driven through worry and, and anxiety and fear and those type of negative emotions, they, they will eat your body up. They are the atmosphere of disease. Okay? You don't even have to have a Bible to, 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 to see that that's, that's the true, truth. Just the opposite. I mean, there's the prayer of faith and laying on of hands, and we can be assertive and aggressive in that way, but just a healthy practice. You know, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away, whether that's true or not. But, you know... There, there's things that you, you can do. Spending time with the Lord is just good for you. Right. It totally p- produces positive results in your inside and in your outside. Right. Hallelujah. I didn't plan on spent, saying all that. I didn't, you know, but I, I keep coming back to it, it seems like. Keep this up. You know, keep doing this. Let's stay on this path. Keep spending time with the Lord. Yeah. Amen, amen. Amen. And then don't be quiet about it. <laughs> Why? Because it's good. You know, it's like if someone finds a good diet and they say, man, I ate this. I wasn't even hungry and I lost all this weight and all this kind of stuff. They can't help but tell someone else about it. Now, when you really get in the presence of God and you experience him, mm, man, you want to tell someone. You know, sometimes we, we, we want to obligate people. Share the gospel. Tell your friends. Do the, all this. Do all this. And, and that's right. It's true. We're commanded to do so. It's the Great Commission. But sometimes if they lack that personal experience, it's more done out of rote. It's done out of obligation. I feel like I have to. There's a better way to do it. It's a better way. And that's first things first. Do God's way first. Then it comes naturally. Even if you're not outgoing or you're not a theologian or anything like that, all you're doing is saying, man, I just love God. Why? I spend time with him and my life goes, gets, you know, it's better. Things go well. He helps me with things and he takes care of stuff and he shows me stuff and he helps me. And come to think of it, man, I haven't had those problems I used to have for a while. What'd you do? I don't really know if I did anything, but I was just with God and it's gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that's an expectation that will actually come into place in our lives because of our knowledge of Him. When I know His character, His nature, what He likes to do, I know that His presence drives out all kinds of evils and problems. Uh, You know, I've seen individuals, um, and, uh, you know, I've been teaching in the Bible school the first year for a little bit on faith. Some of you students are, are aware of that. It's possible uh, for someone to learn and study the principles of faith but lack a relationship with God. And, and sometimes it's hard to put a, your finger on what, why it's not working with them. It's like, man, you seem to be saying the right thing. You seem to have the right scriptures memorized, but ah, what's going on here? How come it doesn't seem to be producing victory in your life? 
I think it's because sometimes the situation is this, these principles were never designed to operate outside of a relationship with God. Even though some of them, they have their universal application, but for the believer, this is a relationship. It's not a religion. You know, and, and so the principles of faith come out of I spent time with my father and I, this is real to me now. I know him. Not just I know what I believe, but Paul said it this way, I know in whom I have believed. And, and so it's the relationship with the father that says, man, I know what he said. He's good for it. He'll do it. And, and so there's that, that element that's, that's uh, vitally important. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. I guess we're doing some teaching anyway tonight. First uh, Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 12, verse 12, First Corinthians 10, 12, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Okay, so is it possible for someone to think that they're all good? <laughs> Well, if you think you're, you're standing, men, you're secure, everything's fine, you're in a good place, you're solid, you're not about to trip up, what's the word? Take heed. Take heed to who? Take heed to yourself. Say, watch out now, just because you're standing strong, just because you think everything's fine right now, watch out now, lest you fall. Fall. So I would put myself in that category. I think I'm standing. I think I'm doing good. I think I'm strong, I'm solid, you know, I'm not about to reject the Lord or turn my back on Him, I'm not about to go the way of the world or, or, or anything like that. I think I'm good. What's, what would be the word to me? Watch out. In other words, there is still a possibility, and it's good for us to be aware that there is a possibility of even a good person, a strong person, someone living for God, that they could fall. Why? Well, the Lord's got that path. He wants me to be with Him and then tell others about Him. He's got that path, but there is an enemy that is constantly at work to try to get me off of it. And and there'll be thoughts that come my way and opportunities and and, and even setups for me to make a choice that's the wrong choice. And so if I'm on my guard, if I'm watching, knowing that's a possibility, I can constantly live and stay in a position where I'm serving the Lord, I'm enjoying my time with Him, but I'm also, I've got my guard up saying, okay, but I know there's going to be opportunities to lose that. There's going to be an opportunity for me to not spend time with Him, not just be with the Lord, to get into some other kind of way of thinking, some other kind of mindset, and it's the enemy's plan to get me away. And that's true for all of us, for, for the best of the best. It's true for the most committed per- person. Because how many know you never, take a ste- you never took a second step away from God until you took a first step away from God? <laughs> well, I'm not very far away. Well, I, but that's the person who's ten steps away. They once weren't very far away. So we, so we, we give attention to those little things, right? As, the, as you know, Solomon said, the little foxes spoil the vines. So those little foxes that would eat at those vines and, and, and ruin them. Sometimes it's little things that we watch out for. Well, I'm not far away. I mean, I, you know, it's not like it's a big deal. I mean, yeah, I missed a few days here and miss a few days there and, and miss a few services here and there. And, you know, I know I'm not like I was, but I'm still, I still love God. Well, watch out, okay? The person who's way out there in left field, way away from the place they're supposed to be. They were once where you were saying that. Well, that's fine. It's okay. Everything's still good. 
have a close friend. I may have told you this story before, but uh, I, I met him in in Bible school, and and obviously he was serving the Lord and preparing for ministry, and he's a in the ministry today. But his story kind of went like this of his life, because he I don't know he was in his early twenties at that time. But he said, when I was real young, our family, we all went to church. He, he said, I got saved when I was five. And uh, we all went to church and went to church together. And he even knew he was called of God and all this kind of stuff. And he said, uh, but our family, we stopped going. He said, it wasn't all of a sudden. It was little by little. So we, we, would, we would go regularly and then we went not regularly. Not for any reason, he said, at least from his perspective, nothing he knew about. It's just we went less than we used to. And then later, they went less than that. And then later, they went less than that. And then they went once in a while, and then you know what? They stopped going altogether. And then he grew up. His parents, you know, they, um, they had lived their lives. You know, I don't know that they throughout their relationship with God, but they were also down the road a little bit more. They knew. But then the kids are growing up not being a part of this, not going to church. And so this friend of mine, he, he, he got heavy into the world and uh, drugs and, 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 and drinking like a fish and, you know, through his teen years and stuff and just very worldly, very ungodly. And, uh, and he knew he was wrong, but he just got off in this totally wrong lifestyle until... I don't know, until he was like 20 years old or something around there, he actually came, got back and got right with God. And uh, and when he got right with God, and then he all of a sudden, you know, the call of God is on his life. He ended up in Bible school, and that's where I met him. And uh, and he was one. He had a brother and a sister and so forth. And and obviously it turned out fine for him in the end. But think about that that family life growing up. How did that happen? Do you think those parents thought one day, you know what, I'm going to, let's just not go as often. Let's let our kids have a taste of the world. Maybe they could do some drugs and, you know, you know, get into all kinds of wrong stuff and situations. That way, you know, they'll be more thankful or something (laughs) when they get... The parents are not thinking that. The parents didn't think that through. They didn't plan that. They're not intentionally harming their children. But they did. They totally did. Their kids got in all kinds of stuff. And it was little by little. Like I said, you don't take the second step unless you take the first step. You don't take the fifth step unless you take the previous ones. That's why we take the first step seriously. That's why I got to keep priority in my life. I keep the kingdom first. Seek the kingdom first. When? Well, like all the time. I don't mean I'm backslidden if I didn't read the Bible or pray someday. But I mean, it's got to be normal life uh, lifestyle that we're just we, we're with the Lord. His things take priority because the enemy wants to undermine the very simple and basic aspects of what it means to be a believer. It all flows from that place. Everything else comes from that. That's number one. If you, lose, if you lost your job and your house and went broke and had a relationship with God, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I don't wish that upon anyone. But listen, you're going to be all right. Why? Because the, the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills is still your father. Yeah. 
He's still the provider. He can still turn things around and fix situations for you. But I tell you, if you own the world and you, you've got money in the bank and every natural possession and everything anyone might be envious of of this world, but you lose your relationship with God, you've lost it all. You've lost everything that matters. Amen. And your life will be hollow and empty and in eternity. I, you know, I'm not the judge of that, but the, your relationship with God matters more than anything. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so we were going to read a verse. Oh, we already did read one. (laughs) Verse 12. Therefore, might as well read it again. Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So let's not fall. Verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. All right, no temptation has taken you except as common demand. In other words, everyday, normal business, if you're tempted in an area, you're not the first. You know the enemy wants to tell you that? Well, you're the only one with this kind of problem. You're the only one dealing with this kind of situation. And so there's probably not really even an answer for your situation because <laughs> this is unique to you. No, it's not. What you deal with, what comes against you, There have been a gazillion people before you that the enemy has used that same strategy on. It may have been packaged different. It may have been in a different time and era and all throughout history, but it's the same bag of tricks. So ever you got an issue, you got a problem, something coming against you, temptations come your way, it's just rebranded, repackaged for you. So see it as, oh, this is one of those, even if you've never seen it before. (laughs) Say, oh. You've tried this on a gazillion people. So it's just common to man. Uh, it's a human thing. But God is faithful. That's a good word. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will, with the temptation, uh, but with the temptation, will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. All right? Now, now, first of all, that scripture, by the way, did not say God won't put on you more than you can handle. Well, the Lord said he won't put on you any more than you can handle. The Lord never said that. And the Bible doesn't teach that. And that verse did not just tell you that. This said, no, this said zero about God putting anything on anyone. God is not the putter on her. He is not sending the temptation or the test or the trial. That's what that word can mean in all the situations. He's not the one doing that. The scripture is telling us here that even though you are tempted, and we are, even though these things do come our way, first of all, they're normal. They're common to man. They're natural human stuff. Nothing beyond, uh, you know, out there beyond the human race. He said, but the Lord is faithful. And you you can know this. Whatever you're dealing with, if it were beyond your ability, if it were beyond your, your um, strength, your knowledge, your wisdom to, to overcome and get victory, the Lord would not let it happen. He would step into the situation. The devil can't throw anything your way that you absolutely are overcome by and you have no options there. No, the Lord would say, not going to let that happen. Sorry. So there is, th- this lets me know 
And it helps me to see whatever I'm dealing with or ever I will deal with in the future, I can, now by the grace of God, no doubt, but I can absolutely win. Every single time. There is nothing, I'm never going to be backed into a corner ever to where I cannot succeed. I cannot get out of this situation. I cannot overcome. God is faithful to not let that happen. So if anything happens, and if it even feels like it or seems like this is huge, this is way big now, right? Big league. This is, uh, sorry, (laughs) this is way too much. I can't deal with it. That's wrong. Because if that were true, God's not faithful. His faithfulness guarantees to me that whatever comes against me, I can overcome. Yeah. He's faithful to that end. And what does he do? He always makes a way out. He always gives us a way of escape. So that what, what does that tell us? Well, if there's something, if there's some kind of difficult thing you're going through right now, do you know what's already built into this thing? There's a back door, side door, front door. There's a way out of this. Guaranteed. If it's not true, God's not faithful. This is tied to the faithfulness of God. There's a way out of it. There's a way for you to overcome it. There's absolutely a way for you to have victory in this situation. Every single time. Huh? So, so, so what do we do if we're, if we're hit with something? There's a temptation and we're, we're pressed with this. What's our, our, our job in this? Look for the door. Not, not like a door I'm running from. The, no, a way of escape, escaping falling into it, escaping giving into it, escaping being subject to it. So whatever comes our way, okay, thank you, Lord. There's a way out of this. I'm looking for sight. I'm looking for wisdom. Lord, show me, show me how to deal with this particular situation. Show me how to handle this particular going on in my life because I know you're faithful. And so I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the exit. <laughs> I'm looking for a way to overcome and have victory. It's there. Maybe you don't see it, you know. Maybe it's behind the bookshelf. I don't know. Pull the book down, you know, the wall opens. I, I, I don't know. But I got the spirit of wisdom inside me. He's the Holy Spirit. He's my teacher, my guide. He leads me. And if I follow him, he's going to show me how to navigate every single situation in my life. But this goes back to knowing, again, the character, the nature, the faithfulness of God from the beginning. You know he's going to do that for you. You know he's going to give, get, get you out of this. There's no way he's going to leave us hanging. There's no way he's going to leave us out in a situation where the devil can just knock us around and beat us up and steal our joy and take our victory and knock No chance in earth for that to take place. Hmm? So there's a way. Amen, amen. Now, if you were to, we, we, won't, we won't need to take all the time, but... Uh, if you were to go over to James chapter 1, you can see the very scriptures that say that, that um, if anyone is tempted, he's, he is, let, let, let him not say, I'm tempted, what? Of God. Not, don't, don't put this on him. Don't say, this is God doing this to me. No, he said, that, that's not the way that works. He said, well, when we're tempted, we're drawn away of our, of our own lust and then enticed. So there's something, you know, in the flesh or something, that an un, un, 
an unrenewed part of our mind that we haven't dealt with, whatever. There's something we want, and then the devil works with that. He works to entice that. Okay, so that's how it works. So I'm never like, Lord, why are you letting this happen to me? No, the, Lord, the Lord's part in this is what? Faithfulness to get us out. Faithfulness to enable us to overcome. That's the Lord's part. The enemy's plan, get you out of God's presence. Keep you from spending time and just enjoying being saved and then telling others about it. <laughs> All right? The Lord's plan, He wants to help us to, to stay with the original call. He appointed us to be with Him. Yeah, just be with Him and tell others about it. Amen? Amen. Father, thank You for what You're working in us tonight. I believe You're at work. You're at work in us. Thank you for, for deliverance that belongs to us, for healing that belongs to the church. And I thank you for, for any individual tonight. As you've given us this word, I thank you for it. Thank you. You're gracious to us. But for individuals dealing with circumstances and situations and temptations, maybe they felt like they're not going to win, they're not going to overcome, they're struggling, feel like they're back in a corner. Thank you. That's not true. Right now, your grace is upon them, and you open their eyes to see and show the way out. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you, and have a blessed day.